0: Was that on the air?
1: Now we are in the air. Now we're <laughs> on the air. Well uh, that, that that part was recording, but it really was so
2: not not really Germaine. E- even, a, even a curious intro- introduction, right? Sometimes like these curious non sequitur introductions are good, but that one was so not useful. Uh are you uh, looking for a plug? Yeah,
1: I'm looking for a plug in for for my audio. Hey Shane. Hi. <laughs> Shane's back, everybody.
0: You've already got me chuckling. Well,
2: we're glad to have you back. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been 10 years. Really? Has yeah. it? No, not no. on a show. The first no? time. You've been on twice, right? Twice. You've been on three
1: times,
0: at least. I only remember twice, but sometimes re- alcohol was involved.
2: I recall twice, but I mean, it was 10 years since your first appearance. I wouldn't say 10 years since your second.
1: Yeah, because you can't, you at least can't, I know one You were time back when in the were... States.
2: The second time you were on the show, yeah.
1: One time, you, well, you Wait, were in you were in I the was states for a Christmas. Thing, back in I think. the states, both times I was on the show. Well, well <laughs> you were still. Yes. yes. Miss. Just, just to be accurate, <laughs> <Thank> you, Mr. <laughs> pedantic. <laughs> Sorry.
2: Um, no, the first time you're the show, you were on the show, you were visiting. and your residence was in Japan. That's right. Well,
0: actually, that would have been all the times because my residence was in Japan for the past sixteen years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I just moved here in, in January.
2: All I know is the story that you've been telling me. What's that? And that was the second time you were living here. I thought, no no, 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 no. Okay,
1: you you must have.
2: Hey, memory's a weird thing. As yeah, a we're talking thing.
1: about. Well, you must have got c- confused um, with them. Um,
2: stuff, stuff, things, things. But the, you are now living. All the other people, all the other Americans I know that taught English in Japan. So. <laughs> Is a list of how long living in America. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. I, yeah. So, welcome back.
2: Thank you. <laughs> it's good to have you <laughs> have <been> back. I've <laughs> been back since January. So, we were having a conversation. Shane had asked. Well, he was shocked that there's 5,000 breweries in the country. Mm. And he asked, you know, how many breweries were there 20 years ago? And the answer is probably around 200. Seems about right. I mean, that's, you know, a rough figure. The one thing I wanted to mention, which I was reading... Can you hand me your glass? One thing that I was reading was, you know, talking about how the country can support 5,000, 6,000, 7,000 breweries. 7,000? 7, well, one of the answers I liked that made the most sense is, think of all these new Winery. breweries. Well, think about the wineries well, there. But there are. Well, wineries is one thing, but I never really bought that as much. The one I do buy is... Look at all these new taproom breweries that are acting more like your corner pub than a brewery.
1: Sure. So, micro, micro breweries, that kind right. of thing. Right. Dancing yeah. Gnome, mm-hmm. Brew
2: Gentleman. Right. So yeah, you they're, to the brew gentleman. they're not really.
1: We went to Grist House.
2: They're not really competing. Didn't
1: we, go to we went to Grist I went House. We went that. I went to two. Then we may have gone to Brew Gentleman. It's possible.
2: Anyway. I'm glad that you guys did or did Sorry. not go to the Brew Gentleman. The uh, point was that are not really there's not five thousand breweries competing against the market that used to be four thousand right. breweries. Now we have five thousand breweries competing against a market which had tens of thousands of bars and pubs, right? Because so, okay, I'd like to see it broken down into like a brewery like the Brew Gentleman. Neither Brew Gentleman's a bad example. Maybe Dancing Gnome's a better example where they are Couch Brewery, right? They're competing against the corner pub or a bar right. in the local neighborhood more so than with East End Brewing Company.
1: It's more like a deli than like a fast food restaurant.
2: Uh, I'm not sure about the fat. What? Fast food?
1: Well, because it's not like a uh, conglomerate, a large conglomerate that's serving the same thing everywhere. It's more like a independent local deli. I
2: guess you could look at it that way. Um,
1: rather than your local Arby's, it's. I mean,
2: you can go to a bar and get a bunch of awesome craft beer, right? Go sure. To your, your local pub that has stuff like we might be drinking mm-hmm. tonight, or you go to a place like the Brew Gentleman, which has an amazing selection, but it's all theirs, you know, a tight house of sorts. Uh, so I see, I don't know, when, when I look at it that way. I see fire and I see rain. When I look at it that way, I don't think that there is an overabundance of breweries. If, if 40, you know, I don't know what the percentage I want to say, 15% of these breweries are targeting that kind of business plan.
1: Well, it's, here's here's where I would say that it's a complicated thing, right? There's a whole bunch of different variables, but... If the brewing industry starts to compact, then you know if if a bubble bursts and it starts to compress, then there's going to be pressure even on these small these guys who are serving the fifteen. It's not they're not just independent of the rest of of the brewing world. If people stop drinking beer, you know, and then there's a cultural thing that people stop drinking beer, then they're going to suffer too, regardless of of who they're serving.
2: Mm -hmm. Right, but they're not some faceless label on a shelf three states away, right? They're, they're, yes, they're, 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 they're very
1: much known to their constituents, and, and they have a very close relationship with their constituents, the people who drink their beer. It, it's, it's much different than, say, a Sam Adams, for example.
2: And if you look at almost all of the breweries that opened in Pittsburgh in the last two years, almost all of them are following this local tap room. Not distributing widely, rare, rare distribution. Right? Mm-hmm. They'll they'll give beers to their friends in the industry. Like you know, the pipers will get some roundabout. Have you ever seen roundabout on tap anywhere else? No, pipers, you know that kind of thing. It's so. interesting, cause
1: it makes me think that the like the dot com boom era of breweries is over. Right? Yeah, <laughs> you, you you miss that that point where breweries are being bought for a billion dollars. That's gone. That happened and it's over uh and so now you are going to be a local brewery and if the luckiest shit in the on the face of the earth happens and you'll be super successful but in lo- but you'll just probably have a business like a hardware store. Yeah. And you'll be around for 20 years and and you'll serve your community and then you'll retire and go on.
2: It, yes. Yes, but and the, the but is, you know, I'm starting to see what like, is the but? The but is even these small guys are are slowly expanding, you know, East end has the tap room in the strip Mm -hmm. district. They're getting food at the brewery. Uh, Scott's not running the kitchen. He's getting, uh, a well-known chef in Pittsburgh, I forget his name. Um, Justin Savino, I think, but, uh, to run the kitchen. Um, and then you got like roundabouts opening, uh, finding a place for like an indoor beer garden. About Uh, time. That place is tiny. Yeah. So, you know, these guys are all expanding. Um, Arsenal cider, right? They have the place up in Sorgles. They got the place in Lawrenceville. You know, so you see these places doing small scale expansion. Uh, that so answers
1: your friggin' question. In another, <laughs>
2: yeah, another ten or fifteen years, you know, are they going to be creeping out of the neighborhoods and into the statewide, into the regional? You know, that kind of like thing. Like a so, virus, like a contagion,
1: just like spreading red all over the map. Pandemic. Mm-hmm. beer. Shane, yeah. <laughs> you've been driving all day, so I imagine you're a little like exhausted. No, no,
0: no. I was I was listening very closely. I was thinking, you know, I mean, doesn't it, it how is it different than anything else? I mean, if you make really good beer or if you have really good food or both, you will grow and you will you know, expand to two stores, three stores, it, four stores.
1: It's not different. It only it's not just that. It's just like anything else it's not that simple you can have the best beer in the world and, and if right. the circumstances don't location, favor location, you location location right, yeah. mean.
2: no business acumen you know mm-hmm. we have tons of people that are great home brewers that just can't yeah. make the transition into successful product, professional brewer, and
1: so. on the flip side good businessmen who manage to get pretty crappy beer <laughs> elevated <laughs> yeah
2: Marketing. Marketing, Marketing. yes. The swamp. Yeah. How was your Thanksgiving, guys?
1: Well, I had a good one.
2: (sighs) It's my first Thanksgiving
0: in maybe 16 years, I think. I mean, I kind of celebrated it in Japan, but they don't have ovens, right? Mm -hmm. They just have, like, little things. So if you buy, like, the smallest turkey you can find... You can cram it in there and cook it, but it's going to get crusty on the outside, and uh-huh. it's not good. So anyway, I was really excited for
2: my first Thanksgiving. You should have gone real American. You should have deep well, fried it. Well,
0: yeah, and, well, my family apparently doesn't like turkey, so we had steak tonight.
2: Yeah.
1: That's it was good. good. It was good.
2: Except, you know, at your first Thanksgiving in 16 years, you were probably hankering for a good turkey. I'm it not, is good that I'm it is cold outside
1: because no. there is a doggy bag with no. turkey of okay. two kinds. Smoked turkey, cooked in the smoker, pecan wood. What do you think? You're not enjoying the Sam Adams uh, no. winter? It's a spice ale, oh, you know. Nah. no. <laughs> <laughs> when it's the pre-show beer. Bring yeah. out it the, the dump beer. bucket. <laughs> um, and the other one is a beer is one that I made. Which you could make in Japan easy because it's just turkey breasts uh, that I sous vide for 24 hours. Oh yeah, so. uh, this could be good. Uh, at 131 degrees with carrots, onions, celery, a little bit of sage, a little bit of garlic. 24 hours in the sous vide, then put it under the broiler for like 10 minutes. i got to get me one of those sous so I was good. wondering if you
2: could sous vide poultry just today, actually. Cause, you can sous vide anything. Well, you can, but, you know, the whole food safety people equal, it like, could be on your turkey. It's not going to die at 130.
1: No, it will die at 130 as oh. long as you keep it you there keep for it there. a long yeah, time. Yeah, okay,
2: that's right. So uh, 165 is the kind of like die, instant, with, die yeah. within moments yeah. type type temperature. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Forgot about that part. Well, they don't teach you that part when you're at Allegheny County right, health, Yeah, you know, food safety class. That's not. Class.
1: I mean, they might start because it, you know, it's becoming more and more common to see to
2: eat stuff, but and yeah, the, this was don't kill people 101. Yes, so, yes, yeah.
1: You, you if if you're not doing it for this long period of time, then yeah, you then it would be not great for things like salmonella, yeah. but um no. ever had raw chicken? Yes. I've, yeah. Oh that's right, yeah, in Japan yeah mm hmm yeah, not great it's but I, mean, like I, I think I bet if 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 I got used to it, it'd be fine. it's just sort of like it was a it was an interesting texture,
0: yeah, it's kind of slimy, yeah, kind bird, of,
1: yeah, yeah, I wonder what ostrich would taste like because it's got more of a kind of meaty thing, a
0: little bit more oily yeah, yeah, duck duck oh I wonder hmm raw duck I I, I want to say I've had that it sounds really I
1: mean that, that that's one thing I'd be super scared of like getting here like eating raw <laughs> here just but if and that that's the thing is that in Japan where they where they do the raw stuff they're very careful about how they keep their chickens and stuff like that. Yeah, and, if you're and that's, the raw stuff, yeah. And that's the issue is, is, you know, the conditions they're kept in and that they're out of, you know, that they don't, don't contact their manure and the feed is, is right and everything. Yeah. yeah. As long as that's covered, you're, you're pretty much going to be fine. But in a factory farming situation.
0: Yeah. The stuff that you eat raw in Japan is from a factory right. farm. Yeah. yeah. And but, it's a lot more money. <laughs> like five times more money yeah, <laughs> for the chicken. And you can do that. Like at the local supermarket, you go and there'll be like the supermarket and then the the smaller markets that specialize in other vegetables or meat, what have you. And then with the place that specializes in chicken will sell you a free range, like Japanese chicken for, you know, $25 instead of $5.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm, that's not bad, actually. I mean, because... <sighs> Even because you're paying five dollars for like a a hand cut breast, yeah. Right? And if you get a whole chicken, yeah. twenty five bucks, it's not that
2: much more. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm imagining they're probably these very slender, not very much meat chickens. You <laughs> no, know? Actually, they're, they're pretty decent. <laughs> pretty decent. It'd be
1: funny if they were chickens, they were shaped like those square watermelons. <laughs> <laughs> these are square chickens. Yes. <laughs>
0: Well, of course they are. Of course. They're from Japan. They fit in the box. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so uh, I was over at Damien's, uh, like always, you know, I've been going to his place for, um, for years, Thanksgiving with his family. And uh, so we made turkey, and uh, everyone brings all these dishes over. So there, there's a lot of stuff in that goodie bag for you sweet wow. potato stuff and stuffing and mashed potatoes and yeah it's
2: good thank you i i appreciate it um how about you uh i cook we had so i have two thanksgivings every year i'd right? have last saturday was thanksgiving part one and today's thanksgiving part two the different part, sides of the family and i cook turkeys it's kind of the thing that i do for all the holidays i cook the turkey for twice for Thanksgiving. And they both turned out really good, um, super duper moist, uh, tender. I was, I was I did Saturdays was a little bit better than today's, but uh, what's your secret? What's my secret? Uh, it's a kind of a combination of things that and Brown taught me. Ah, uh, he's the best. He is. I so he has like two like. Probably popular recipes that he has done on a show and people use, right? There's the Elton Brown's roast turkey, which is the one where you brine it overnight. And yeah. then you stuff the cavity with aromatics and yep. you roast it. Yep, I used use the brine from that recipe. Mm-hmm. And then there's the one where he uh, spatchcocks the turkey, where right? he cuts out the backbone mm-hmm. and butterflies it open. Yeah, I've and done then, that, actually. And then that one he... Like, dry ages in the fridge for a week. I've never that done, I didn't do. I've never done the dry aging. That I did I do know. the brine. I spatchcock it because it cooks so fast. Yeah. And that just allows you to keep it so moist. So Damien, we, we
1: spatchcocked <clears throat> last year. Damien was going to try this year, but he couldn't get it. It was tough. He didn't have the right material to cut through. Um, He did dry the turkey in the fridge for over a day... And not only use salt, but also uh, aluminum-free baking powder to okay. raise the pH, get a little more alkaline, and try it out. Mm-hmm. and Expand than the the surface. Area. Turned out really well, but it—I it, mean—the skin wasn't perfect, and it took another like two
2: minutes in the broiler just to. That's you know, the to so it. I got a new oven this past year. My skin wasn't crispy. Like basically, I just peeled the skin off mm-hmm. right you know so i didn't get any kind of crisp on my skin that was but other than that the meat was delicious a couple years ago i wanted to try a good turkey instead of one of these factory free butterball type things that you get from the grocery store and uh so heather went and it wasn't it wasn't an heirloom turkey but it was you know some organic free range mm-hmm. thing she paid like seventy dollars for this wow. turkey It's a lot, and it wasn't half as good as uh-huh. the free, mass marketed saline right? injected turkey, <laughs> it was not half as good. It was like, wow. so really,
0: yeah, uh, I I believe it. Turkey's kind of dry, so it's kind of good to pump it with saline and butter and mm-hmm. chemicals. Yeah, well, that
1: that was the, the beauty of the sous vide method is it keeps it at 131, and mm-hmm. you keep it with all those juice with with all that other stuff, and it just. It's super moist, and it doesn't... Uh, I know people hate the word moist. Like, I don't know
0: why that came up. It's today. okay with cake. Um, I, meat, I guess it's, you're kind of getting into a gray area
2: there. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I'm okay with moist. You can use it all. Yeah, it, you can even talk about your armpits and your crotchal area if you want. It's one of those okay weird things where, where there's like a... It doesn't know,
0: bother me. I'm just
2: joking.
1: No, I, I know, but... The, it is weird that, that these things come up, that these you know cultural things where there's yeah. a cultural movement and
2: people saying no, moist yeah. is gross. Yeah,
0: there are definitely people out there who have said that to me, mm-hmm.
2: so I don't use it generally. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. going to use it double time. Then. Oh, <laughs> you yeah, take it back? I'm taking moist back, baby. That sounded worse <laughs> than I think you intended it to. <laughs> it sounded exactly like I intended it to.
1: Oh, so I I need to thank Jeff for helping me uh, this weekend of clearing out my uh, old crappy shitty apartment. The last bits of it were thrown out, and uh, I'm in my new place now. Cool.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. That's
1: awesome. Um, Hey, what are you doing on, uh, well, any weekday?
2: (laughs) What am I doing on any weekday? Well, I'm going to be up in Redneck Racistville until Wednesday.
1: Ouch. I'm, I'm getting a table delivered. My, my I'm getting a table and a couch delivered. The couch is the white glove delivery of service, so that, that'll be really nice. The table need to assemble. I see. So I was just thinking, if you're available, like you after work someday,
2: probably. I mean, since I'm being away from the family, I probably can't. Sorry, okay, not a problem. I'll be back and yeah, not here. <laughs>
1: other places. Maybe the
2: next time you come, you can help them with this table. Yeah. No problem.
1: Yeah. So that's the thing I still need is furniture. Yeah. Check out used places, man.
0: I got some great antique used furniture for cheap just because people don't
2: want antiques. And the old stuff's made really well. Interesting idea. I hadn't thought of that. Go to used places. get some really cool stuff from yeah. 1974.
0: Yeah. You really, you really can. <laughs> but you have to be. That stuff's cool. practically free, I'm sure. <laughs> it's the stuff that's from like 1944 that's made better and looks really yeah. cool, but you have to want that you have to do that style for everything though then because it's not gonna look good with right, you yeah. know postmodern flat edges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: You gotta pick one or the other. That and your fjorgen. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So let's see, what else has been happening? Um well um apparently Everyone's been molesting people, like. Yeah, sexually. you didn't know. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because it's it's not something I would think of doing. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. So it it, it uh, yeah, when I hear about it, oh, it's it, it's so creepy when you hear like even you, you start to be like people that you like respect and you're like oh no no, <laughs> and and then you don't know what to think of them after that. Like, Louis C.K. is the prime example, right? Because, you know, I, I, was not, I was not a huge fan of his, but his comedy was, was fun. But, it was okay. Yeah, but, yeah, Al Franken I was a fan of, him. and it's like, you are know, you're, you're fucking creep. And... Yeah. And, God, and, and, and just to think how widespread it is, if, you know, if only some of these are coming out, that means it's happening... It's A it's probably
2: more. just the way that I've been paying attention to things, but you know Trump didn't support Roy Moore in the primaries. He was yes, he did. No, he was just supporting Luther Strange in the or in the the primary for the oh. runoff, right?
1: Well, I'm not forget the, the Roy Moore shit. That's just thats fucking Alabama, but I'm I'm more about like the fact that this has— this is an undercurrent of society that's been happening for so long that has just been... it's finally, like, being blowing up. And just the idea that, that this sort of behavior was, like, accepted and considered acceptable... I, I don't... I just... I, I It makes me wonder, A, like, what other shit is going on? And B, like, what am I doing that will be considered... Like disgusting and disreputable twenty years from now.
2: And it, it's I mean that that's something I was thinking about too, right? I mean like, you know, this was the, the well, like how far is I'm I'm gonna sound like a like a white bro here. You know, how far is unwanted advances going to go, right? It could it go into like you know, like, accidental territory. I don't think it will. Well, but. I
1: mean, the, the the important thing about the stuff that we've been finding out is this is regular recurring behavior. It's not one-time things, right? I mean, one-time things, you, you don't put stock in that. It's when it continually happens. So it's... But it, it does make me think, like, I, don't, I mean, I don't know because I'm not, you know, I don't consider anything that I do, like, offensive to people as far as I know. But. Well, that's the whole thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> Most How, of these people, wait, 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 I wasn't supposed to do that? Wait, right. what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought that was okay. Yeah, like, well, like, Lucy came like, I wasn't supposed to masturbate in front yeah. of these girls? And it's like,
2: well, yeah, you weren't, but. Well, that's, that's the, Maybe that's the thing that, like, wasn't apparent, you know, 10, 15 years ago, was that these women were beholden to you because of the power you held right. over them. Mm-hmm. You know, you, at the time, it's like, oh, you're free to leave if you don't want to watch me right. jerk off. But really, they weren't, right? That, the, I'm, I'm thinking that certainly was not appreciated.
1: Yeah, the power dynamic in that situation wasn't appreciated, for sure.
2: And and now it's becoming, so that's one of the things, like you talked about, what's, what, what's going to be different in 20 years from now? That's one of the things I think that's very different in the recent and up until now is, yeah. you know, people weren't appreciating that a woman couldn't.
1: Well, anybody, it's not just a woman, anybody oh, right. in that situation, sure. right? I mean, the Kevin Spacey thing was a women, but it still yeah. was. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I don't right. advances. It was... You're right.
2: Yeah, they were holding power over you, even though it wasn't apparent. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: not to be- belittle the women part of it. I just want to point out that it's not because it's women that it's bad. It's because it's a power dynamic, and the fact that it's been happening to so many women, and I suppose gay men as well, is is a big problem. Well, but the, it, it, the, the but the issue is not about the fact that there are women. The issue is about the fact that it's people holding us power
2: gymnastics women. team. Yeah, like they're dealing with teenagers that aren't adults yet. Like where's all the clearances and the checks and the, the, you know, too deep, you know, no adult should be alone with a child type thing. You know, it's just crazy. I
1: mean, and I guess there's a thing, because that was a team doctor, right? And and people just say, oh, it's the doctor, right? The doctor knows what they're doing. The doctor sees this all all the time. So the doctor... is taking advantage of his position. Yeah. Gross. So gross. Hey, let's change the subject, because that's really too gross.
0: Yeah, sorry, I just don't even have anything to say about um, that.
1: I, I, uh, I'll, I'll go away, and I'll go into a sciencey thing. How's that? Okay. Okay, so uh, this was a physics question that was asked in the physics uh, thing, the guy eventually deleted <clears throat> it, which was unfortunate, because it was it was a good question, but the guy was like, He was a little bit full of himself, and he was—he thought he had some uh, new idea that no one had thought of. Uh, He was asking, "Okay, so he understood relativity, to Mm -hmm. a point, sure." And he was saying, "Okay, well, as you know, as things move faster, time relative to them from our perspective slows down." So he says, "What happens if you take the perspective of a photon?" what what happens? You know, what does it look like? Your space around it, the space around it, get totally twisted around it, and he came up with some like weird thing where that, that maybe that explains the double slit experiment. Okay, here's they're, they're, what I tried to tell him is that there is a major problem with that, which is that you cannot take the reference frame of a photon because the photon is not a valid reference frame. There are two postulates of special relativity, just two. One the physics. First of all, you have to know what an inertial reference frame is. You're aware. Do you know what that means?
0: Does is that the um, that the for example that you are always from your standpoint not moving?
1: Yes, exactly right. And an yeah. inertial reference frame uh, to generalize would be if if you like had a ball and you were holding it and you let right. it go, right, it would stay there because it would there are no right. forces yes. upon anything. So. The physics is the two postulates of special relativity. The physics are the same in any inertial reference frame. And the second one is the speed of light is always C in any inertial reference frame. So immediately if you try to make a reference frame of a photon, you got a problem.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because a photon can't be at rest because a photon must be C. So you'd not you can't use any of the intuition you've developed from relativity because right. none of that makes sense in that perspective. So when you try... If you I told him, you know, if you try to draw a space-time diagram, try to do a little math, you'll see nonsense coming out. If you don't want to do that, then that's fine, but you're just going to have to accept it. <laughs> when I say, it's not going to work. It just can't be done. And it's not. And, and I was trying to say, like... I totally encourage you to think about this stuff. It, there's lots of cool things here. There's lots of interesting stuff to think about in physics. But um, if you don't, if you don't uh, appreciate the basic construction of the models from that perspective, then you're not going to be able to. He was like talking about his model, and I was like, your your quote unquote model doesn't work because you're mixing and matching stuff in different things of physics without really paying attention to what it is that relativity says and then trying to say oh but from my perspective it works and it's like no you're just you're making up stuff in your head but that's not how physics works <laughs> unfortunately but no a photon is not a valid reference frame because a photon can't be at rest
0: because it's always see
1: well, in any valid reference frame, photons that light has to be moving at c. Right. So, either the physics are different. It, basically, you, you violated both postulates. The physics is, are different right. because right. <laughs> light isn't moving at c, and light isn't moving at c. Right. So, yeah, no, we have no idea what a, what what a photon's perspective a photon looks like. Yeah. No. No way of conceptually making that make sense, I think is the best way to put it. It's not that it, it's necessarily impossible. It's it just you can't, you can't get there via, with, via the physics that we understand. No,
2: I thought we talked about this before. And isn't it. I understand everything you just said, so I understand what I'm about to say violates the second postulate. But I thought we had talked before about how from the photons per sec, um Perception it it only lasts an instant like an instant or just a you
1: you can extrapolate and take the limit like you would in you know calculus you know you you, you extrapolate forward and you say okay if if you imagine a photon has a, you know you you can come up with a toy model where the the photon therefore. <laughs> Doesn't experience space time, but th- there's no actual valid way to do it. Mm-hmm. There's you're not you're you're making up a story. It's more of a just so story than it is. This is what actually happens to the photon. This is what a photon experiences, because there is no such way that we can say that for sure. We don't have the ability. It's just it's just outside of our current ability in physics to explain that. We can come up just like black holes, right? I mean, black holes are really outside of our current ability of physics to explain it. We have a lot of stuff to explain what happens when you get near a black hole, what happens sort of around a black hole. We kind of think we understand the way that, that space and time kind of switch in a, in a toy model of a black hole, but we really don't have any idea what's going on there. Or if in there makes any sense. Right. So it, it's, you know, it, it's these things where Physics is about models. Physics is not about reality. We're making a map with a bunch of models, and we're trying to make it as close to reality as possible. But it isn't a substitute for reality. It's the closest thing we can do.
2: Well, you to really out how I mean, it, works. it kind of makes sense, right? You can't intuit a region where space and or time is broken. Right, right. Because the only thing that we have intuition for is things in mm-hmm. space time.
1: I mean the. the the way the model works is is you imagine like you're always moving forward in time, uh, and in the in the black hole you are instead you can move around in time, but you're always being forced
2: forward in space towards the center. So it's mm-hmm. it's a weird like I mean it's similar like you know before the Big Bang right right it's the same kind mm-hmm. of yeah because you.
1: Outside the universe. These are just concepts that may not even be valid to, you know, much less sound. Right.
2: But it's kind of like those statements trying to imagine that what it's doing is it's kind of like the uh, bowling ball on a rubber sheet. Yeah. Of gravity, right? Mm -hmm. You're kind of taking it down to a, a lower dimensionality. So you can use that dimensionally that you extracted out to But imagine. you're losing
1: a lot, of, yeah. a, a lot of stuff along the way. Mm-hmm. And you're also then... There are consequences to the ball on a sheet that aren't consequences to actual gravity. Like if you actually modeled the ball in the sheet situation, mm-hmm. there are consequences to that. The dynamics of that situation that are not the same as the consequences of gravity. Mm-hmm. So you actually would come with wrong answers.
2: Sure, but I mean, I'm just saying as an example. Mm-hmm. You know, when you when someone is imagining before the Big Bang, that's what they're doing. They're imagining the universe as something that doesn't include time. And right. It's just a section of time, and there's time before it, which you have to remember that. Times comes with the deal. It's, you know?
1: it's, it's integrated into the very fabric yeah. of everything that we're talking about. You can't and, talk about and, the universe without
2: it. Right, and outside the universe is the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's You think that there's a border, but really, no, it's not a border. It's the end of space. Yeah. Where it's... <sighs>
1: <laughs> you can't explain yellow by talking about uh, carbon. they're just two totally <laughs> different subjects they whoa maybe that's a bad one <laughs> but I, I don't know I'm trying to find something maybe we should get enough beers what do you say I think that's a good idea sure